let's see here. We had a number, uh, let's see, that in the just in the U.S. And I would think that you're going to have similar numbers in similar kinds of countries. Um, 46% of the people responded. Remember, we had about 1,500, so it wasn't a tiny. Um, uh, but this was the, this this is specifically just the about 800 and plus that were in the U.S. 46% of them reported that they're currently suffering from a mental health disorder, which is an enormous number. Welcome to the WP Elevation podcast. I'm Judy McEnany and I'm the digital producer here at WP Elevation. May is Mental Health Month at WP Elevation. We've all decided that we want May to be the month where any content that we produce is all around mental health and well-being. So any podcast that we've got this month or, or blog posts that we publish is all based around mental health. So what better way to start with my first guest, Ed Finkler. Ed's a long-term web developer, but he started a non-profit organization called OSMI, Outsourcing Mental Illness. OSMI focuses around three main things. The first one being awareness, so raising awareness about mental health in the tech community. Education via things like doing a lot more research that hasn't been done, focused again on the tech community. And finally, resources. So there's plenty of free downloadable resources for if you're working in an organization, for employers or employees around mental health and being in the workplace with, again, focused on the tech industry. Ed's got some great information in this podcast about how he started OSMI and the different things that they're doing. And we're also supporting them as part of our Mental Health Month. So we'll be doing some helping with their fundraising efforts and also donating a few freebies as well. So stay with us as we go meet Ed Finkler. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Hey, this episode of the WP Elevation podcast is brought to you by WP Elevation. Well, more specifically, it's brought to you by a bunch of our happy customers. See, frankly, I feel a little bit awkward telling you how great WP Elevation is because you're probably not going to believe me because WP Elevation is my baby. It's something that we started over three years ago. Of course, now we're a team of of, of coaches and mentors, and we have hundreds, and by the time you're listening to this, probably thousands of members all over the world. But it still really is something that I'm very passionate about. And, and of course, if you join WP Elevation, we make revenue and we make profit. So it's a little bit awkward if I tell you how great it is, because you probably think I'm just trying to sell you on it. And partially I am, because I know how beneficial the program is. So what I'd love to do instead is just introduce you to some of our customers. So if you go to wpelevation.com slash the podcast, all one word, you'll be able to hear some of those stories from our customers and hear for yourself how WP Elevation has impacted their business and changed their lives. I hope you enjoy that and I hope you check it out at some point. Right now, let's get back to the podcast. Welcome to the WP Elevation podcast, Ed Finkler. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's very exciting. We are so happy to have you here to help us kick off Mental Health Month, which is the first time we've done this. And how I found out about OSMI is through our community. We've got a, a really active private Facebook group and I put out there 
we're doing Mental Health Month. Who would you like us to see interviewed? And some one of our members suggested you and, and gave a link to one of the presentations you gave at LoopConf, I think. And I had a look and I thought, oh, this is perfect. I hadn't, And I'm surprised that I haven't heard of Osme before. So thank you for, for joining us. And of course, we're going to be um, giving some links too because you guys are non-profit and you're doing some fundraising. It's perfect timing. So we'll yep. do that later too. But can we start off by you just giving us uh, an overview of what OSMI is? So OSMI, uh, or Open Sourcing Mental Illness, like you said, is a nonprofit. And then in the U.S. is designated as a 501c3. And what that means is that we are we have a, a designation with for tax purposes that we uh, so donations to us are tax deductible, and that's significant to some extent. And uh, you, uh, anyway, but we're a nonprofit 501c3, and really we work in three areas related to mental health, specifically in the for IT professionals and in IT workplaces. Um, we raise awareness by speaking openly about mental health issues. I speak about the issues that I've dealt with for most of my life. And then we have lots of other people who also speak and help out and, and, and things of that nature. We also educate and that we bring a lot of information uh, to people who that normally that we collect that is sometimes they're not aware of. And presenting that in the context of, of sort of impact on the general population, but also impact on the tech population and how people feel. And then... Um, and some some of that education comes through research that we've done specifically for the tech industry that hasn't been available before. And so we're doing a lot of work in just even in just the research stuff is that we're getting numbers together. We're finding out information about this community, the open source community, the developer community, the IT professional community that's, that's, that hasn't been done before. And then the third thing is really creating resources. So we have created a series of handbooks uh, that deal with uh, the Americans with Disability Act primarily, but also just generally what um, your rights and expectations are and should be. Uh, then also dealing with how to create uh, friendly and supportive workplaces. And those are aimed at executives and tech or, and HR professionals that, that work with IT professionals. to. To, again, to give you that idea, we've also done videos. We uh, support. We have a text-based forum uh, that runs discourse. Uh, we have a number of different resources that we pull together, and we're always creating new stuff. So basically, um, and and I think the big thing that's important with this is why it's called open sourcing mental illness is because we share all of this freely under Creative Commons license, or if it's code, we share that freely under an Apache license. So. Um, we basically use the ideas of open source uh, culture and apply that to fighting this problem within this this community. I love it. And I'm, I just love the way that we've found something that relates to us specifically in the tech community. Yeah. So we're going to go into that a little bit more and, and, and how you, you know, the research you've done and what you're doing. But can we just talk about, um, back up and talk a little bit about you and how you, how you started this, you know, and a little bit oh, about yeah. your journey. Well, I mean, I, 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 so I have two, I guess, official diagnoses, <laughs> right? I have um, uh, ADHD, uh, and I also have generalized anxiety disorder, and I, and I have, I guess, I would say, episodic depression, mm -hmm. um, and but the other two things are chronic 
Um, they're, they're things that don't ever sort of go away and they, they, and I'm dealing with them all the time. I absolutely have had ADHD my entire life. I wasn't diagnosed until I was 27 and to give you, I'm 42 now. Um, but so I went through all of my school as an undiagnosed person with ADHD. Um, and you know, what, what was difficult for me throughout that process and, and, um, with ADHD and also with the anxiety disorders that I had or that I have is that I constantly felt like other people were able to get through. They seemed like they were able to do their work okay and didn't seem to have the same kinds of problems that I did with completing tasks and things like that. And they didn't seem to get as emotionally sort of intense as I did. Um, <laughs> they didn't get as frustrated as easily and or they also didn't get seem to get as sort of like excited or very focused the same way that I do. Yeah. Um, and, and that was, it was very alienating and I often felt very, very alone. And I think that was the thing that was the hardest about it was that separation that I had was that social, um, that feeling that socially I was different than everybody else and everybody else seemed to be able to deal with stuff. Okay. And not have problems and 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 or they were at least able to sort of cope and get by in regular society and i felt like i wasn't i felt like there was always something that i did that eventually would go wrong and i would ruin things and then and it that's a difficult place to be and and the thing that i found though as i sort of got older and and i i dealt with this and then as i started looking into this a little bit more um i found that no actually it's pretty common. Um, anxiety disorders, for example, are by far the most common uh, kinds mm -hmm. of disorders, at least in the U.S. I think it's similar elsewhere, uh, but uh, in the U.S. it's definitely, they're the highest. I mean, it's something like 18% of the general population they think has an, some sort of anxiety disorder. Um, ADHD is pretty common and I think stereotype I cannot speak and I won't I won't put a number on it because I think we don't know yet but I think that there is there's a stereotype but I think there's something to it that there's a large uh, you know contingent of people who do IT who are IT professionals who either have sort of tendencies or would qualify with a with a a, uh, a diagnosis of ADD or ADHD and um, and there's reasons for that because sometimes it actually is it's helpful for it to have a brain that works like that in certain kinds of work. Um, so the, so that's sort of like my life journey, like, especially in dealing with mental illness really kind of started when I was 12 or 13. I had dealt with a lot of bullying in, in what we call middle school, junior high. Uh, and, and that, you know, without getting too deep into that, that was a very, very difficult time. And, and I, I've really been dealing with that ever since. That, I think, was really the source of the anxiety disorders, the depression episodes, and things like that. But it was about five years ago that um, on a podcast that I do with a friend of mine, Chris Hartjes, uh, where we, we just, we're a couple of old web developers, relatively <laughs> speaking. You know, being in our 40s is, is pretty old to be a web developer. And, um, and so we talked about what, you know, what, uh, you know, we sort of just sit around and be cranky and make jokes. We're like the guys from the Muppets who sit up in, in the in the balcony. And, and I love those guys. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I can't name it now. Of course, I can't think of their name. But I do have I do have, uh, I have a pair of socks that say on one sock it, says, it has their faces, and it says on one sock it says grumpy, and then the other one says and old. Um, 
and so relatively speaking we are grumpy and old uh, in this in this in this community <laughs> and uh, so yeah and it wasn't it wasn't it's not particularly a serious podcast but it was episode 15 of that podcast that I, I had had a, a, a really, really rough sort of episode and time at a conference. And it wasn't because of the conference. It was because of a number of factors. Like I, I forgot my medication and I didn't get enough sleep because I also I have sleep apnea as well. Oh, and so I have to take something. So not sleeping and not sleeping well mm. it makes things way harder and it makes things way harder in a lot of ways and i also ended up getting sick because which happens if i don't get enough sleep i, I mean because I, I was sleeping terribly like i was probably getting one to two hours a night and it, it was so it was awful anyway this whole big sort of it's this perfect storm of badness happens and i just had a terrible experience being away i didn't want to be there i wanted to be home and it was it, just, it was rough it was rough mentally and physically and those all are intertwined and I said to him, I said, I want to talk about this and I want to talk about what happened to me in that place and what's ha what what it's been like to sort of, sort of deal with this as as a as just a person. And then also as somebody who's a developer and, and who's a, who's an IT professional. And he said, well, OK, that doesn't sound very funny, but I guess we'll do it. And so, we, you know, he was cool with it and basically let me sort of ramble for which, as, as you can tell, I'm very good at, for <laughs> about an hour and 15 minutes. And so I talk and talk and talk and talk. And this was in 2012. So I talk and talk and talk. And I just dump all this stuff out here. And, and up to this day, so we've done 89 episodes. This was the 15th. It, it is by far the one we've gotten the most response from. Mm. What I just talked openly, I didn't, I did not try to make any assertions about what people need to do. I did not try to, you know, all I did was just talk about, just talk about my experiences. That was it. I was just speaking about me. That was it. And, and talking about mental health stuff that I've dealt with. And, and, and that was by far, by far exponentially more response to that than anything else that we've done wow. and you know part, part of that's because we're terrible at marketing and everything like that and you're you're very professional about how you do your podcast and i we are not professional <laughs> i do not good job uh, but um regardless of that it, again very very big response and you know i could tell that i i tapped into something and so for a while i kind of worked i tried to figure out what i was going to do with this i kept talking like on twitter and other places like that and you know i kept talking about this but i didn't know exactly what i wanted to do with it and eventually i decided that i just wanted to keep talking about it and decided that i would do i i'd done a number of tech conference speaking a, a fair bit of tech conference speaking before for a few years and had had speaking spoken about tech stuff like php and javascript things things of that nature and so what i decided to do was okay i'm going to take that idea and i'm just going i'm going to talk about mental health i'm going to talk about mental health in the context of i as a developer and what i've dealt with and what maybe other people deal with a little bit too yeah and that's really where that started and then five years from now i've done it over 60 times um, I've got a team of about uh, 15 to 20. Well, actually, you know, if I go into Slack right now, we have about 30 people who, who we, we only we just invite people who are interested. So it's not everybody can join. It's not it's not freely open um, who, who join say we I want to join the team and I want to help out. And we've got about 30 people in there right now, including a board of directors that I'm on, um, you know, and, and then a bunch of other volunteers who want to help out. 
and are doing work. So it's turned into this is a now a real organization. And I believe it's the largest organization in this industry. And we are creating materials that simply haven't existed before or the availability of it was hidden behind other kinds of walls like you had to hire consultants or you had to do this or that and what we're doing is we're bringing that out into the open completely and and creating those things for free um and we do that because it's important to do so i, I know i'm so i'm so excited that that this stuff is available and and free and so easily accessible mm -hmm. so so we've you know we've got uh mental health professionals on our board we've got um, but lots and lots of, of tech people. Uh, so uh, we we and 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 there's a lot of things that we can do, and there's a lot of things we're still, you know, figuring out how to do and coming up with the ways that are best to to address things and to help people. At the end of the day, the whole point of all of this is that we have a community and uh, that that is that our that our IT professional community and our colleagues, our friends, the people that we work with, the people that we spend our time with, that we are all happier and healthier and more productive. And we're focusing on this issue. Uh, there's of course other issues to look at too, but we think that this is a pretty big one that isn't getting addressed the way that it should be. And so, and so that's, that's, that's really, that's been our journey for it. And it's, it's really been amazing. It's amazing when you, you just talk about something that's, you know, important to you and important a part of your life. And then you realize how that, that I feel so lucky and humbled and privileged in that a lot of other people respond to it. And and not only haven't just said that that's really cool, but have said I want to help you do that, and that you it's amazing to to feel that, and it, it is by far you know I've been doing, um, I've been doing you know various kinds of web stuff for twenty plus years now, hmm. and this this work is by far the most rewarding work I've done in my life, absolutely. And so that's 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 where we are right now, and we're on the we're sort of on the edge here, where because we just have become a real entity, um, and we're doing a major fundraiser here at beginning in late April and going into the in, into May uh, for Mental Health Month. Um, that you know we have an opportunity to do really really bigger bigger work and really sort of like set a new tone for uh, and and set a new standard for what we're able to accomplish, and so we're we're being pretty pretty aggressive and, 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 and hopefully doing some pretty big things. So, yeah. And we're excited to be part of that too. So yes, thank you. I'm, thank you so much for that. Now on the website, your, your description says changing how we talk about mental health in the tech community. How are we talking yeah, about it at the moment? Well, I think that there's, I, yeah. And I, 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 I chose that because I think it, it's not just about talking about it, but that's the root of it. Um, to give you a little context, the in what just so we have an idea, the World Health Organization in 2008 released a study called the Global Burden of Disease. In it, they found that neuropsychiatric disorders were the most important cause of disability in every region they examined. So that's it's larger than cardiovascular, a larger cause of disability than cardiovascular disease, cancer, other other kinds of, of of, of disease categories. That doesn't mean that those aren't very impactful too, but it tells you that how impactful um, mental health disorders are on the uh, on all populations. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
in our survey data that we've done, we've done a couple of annual surveys, and 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 I want it's important to remember this that we don't go and say pick 500 people you know randomly and make them figure fill it out. We haven't still figured figured out how to trick them into doing that. <laughs> um, but what what we do is we put it out there and we say it would really really helpful if people responded to this. Right. And so. Um, we and in our last year for 2016, we've got we got about 1,500 respondents. In that, um, and I can speak. I've got numbers right in front of me that are just for the U.S. And I think you're going to find similar numbers in similar countries. Um, in the U.S., this was people reporting to us. 46% of the people who responded to us stated that they are currently suffering from a mental health disorder. To give you an idea, it's the the General feeling is that, that that you'll see from you know most most government numbers and things like that is that you're dealing with about one twenty percent in the general population. Now some of this is going to be biased based on self-selection and things like that, but generally there's some indicator that is that we think that there's an indicator there that the population of IT professionals that we work with, there is an even higher than the general population rate of mental health disorders. Um, we don't know exactly what that number is, but we feel fairly confident that it's over the 20% that the general population has. Right. So, so you can, so we talk about that. And we, so I bring those numbers up first because when you compare it to how we speak about and how, how, open we are about discussing a major health issue um, of that magnitude that of, of the with the numbers that we're talking about with the prevalence that we're talking about the numbers show us that attitudes towards mental health is that people are far more afraid to discuss it than physical health issues and I mean by the numbers much much more afraid um, so I've got some numbers in front of me here, and I could say this. Do you feel that being identified as a person with a mental health disorder would hurt your career? That's one of the questions we ask. And of people who are self-employed, and I know there's a lot of self-employed people who work, who, who, who you work with, particularly in the WordPress community doing consultancies and things like that, are small teams, right? 53% said yes, 40% said maybe. So that's 93% of people said yes or maybe. Wow, that's uh, huge. Yes, and so let's see here. Uh, do you think that discussing a mental health disorder with your employer would have negative consequences? Um, even among those who are self-employed and they sort of view our, you know, view our, uh, in, in, our employer stuff, you still had a, a significant 20% said yes, and they maybe they were thinking of the people who employ me, you know what I mean, the, the people who I'm doing consultancy with work or things like that. Right. And I'm going to pop back to these numbers so that I can see, I've got another deck here, so I'm going to, I can look at the same thing, I can show you this. If we compare, so here's a fundamental question that I bring up all the time with in the talks that I give, do you think that discussing a health issue with your employer would have negative consequences? And we compare physical and mental. And this is we asked fifteen hundred people. Fifteen hundred people responded to this question here. And the one we're discussing a physical health issue and then discussing a mental health issue. With a physical health issue, only four percent said yes, there would be negative consequences for discussing one with an employer. For mental, it was twenty-three percent. So that's five times higher. Um, 
and the the number of no to physical that there would not be a negative consequence is 72 percent no was half as much only 36 percent for mental and so what i think that there's how we discuss it is incredibly important because i don't know any major health issue that's dealt with in a large population that's dealt in with by not talking about it, by not discussing mm -hmm. things openly, by and how do you get resources to people who are afraid to talk about it? How do you how do you educate people who are afraid to talk about it? How do we if we don't speak openly, that is the first step to everything. We have to, we have to, and it doesn't mean you have to tell everybody your business, right? Yeah. I'm I sort of have a my my therapist says I have a confessional personality, and I think that's right. I tend to over, I I, I probably overshare a little bit than most people would feel comfortable with, and that's what I do, and that's fine, and that and that works out well because I can do this kind of work, and 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 that's that's good, and I, I think <laughs> for, for, for mostly good, but the but it does mean that we can speak about it in general. And speak about mental health and not view it as something that is a personality flaw or a or a a moral failing on the part of this person who's suffering from it but instead view it as something that is a health issue the same way that diabetes is a health issue and the same way that cardiovascular disease is a health issue and the same way that cancer is a health issue as, as, as these are all major health issues that our society deals with and but we treat mental health very differently and there are some aspects that are different but it is none of those things I said before it is not a failing on the part of the person it is not a it, it is it is not a, a you know a personality problem that and it's not simply mean that they're just weak or or that that they're lazy or that they're just not tough enough and if they would just get tougher about that and and we've thought of that about these things for a long time and because we've thought that for such a long time people are afraid to talk about it because they're afraid of people judging them and now I think we're a little bit more willing to discuss these things but we're still afraid we're still concerned about how we're going to be perceived and that bears out with all the numbers that I have. All the numbers point to we are still very afraid to discuss this. And as a consequence, that means people won't get the help they need. And it will be because in most cases, there is help to help to, to treat the most common, by far most prevalent mental health issues, that there is good amounts of tr there's good work that can be done that can help people, that can help them lead healthier lives and more productive lives. But it requires a change in attitude and it requires a change in how we talk about these things. And that's the first step. So that's that's sort of why we said that. I think that's the spark is we're going to make a conscious decision to discuss it differently. We're going to make a conscious decision to not to to and sometimes what it often means is we make a conscious decision to listen instead of um, telling people what to do. We listen to what, and so we try to learn and we try to understand, and that conversation changes. So that conversation becomes one that's based in empathy and not based in um, judgment. And so, yeah, I think that's a very, very long description of, that's why we're talking about changing the conversation and changing the way we talk about it, because I think fundamentally that is, we are social creatures, and the way that we interact primarily is by speaking. And if we if if we change that, we can 
changed so much of what we do, of how we approach things, of how we solve problems. And that fundamentally, I think, is why is why I think that, you know, changing the way we talk about it is so important. So I, I can see how, I mean, us, a lot of our audience are consultants, you know, they're their own boss. Um, and I can see how, sure, we can start talking about it. If we're open to it, mm. that's great. And that's what we want to do, start this converse, get this conversation going, get it more open. But, yep. and going back to the stats that you referred to, I, I think it would be so much harder uh, if you've got a boss and you're scared of, uh, so, you know, as well as you were talking about the moral judgment, you've got that, well, they're probably mm-hmm. going to think it's going to impact my work. So, uh, yep. how, you know, I think that's even a harder thing. How do we get those people, you know, employers to, to understand that and to be more open yes. to this as well? Yeah, we address it on two levels. We address it really on um, organizations and IT professionals. So on an individual basis and on an organizational basis. Mm-hmm. And those are really the two entities you're sort of dealing with. You're dealing with organizations, you're dealing with individuals. On an individual level, I want to say quickly that people shouldn't underestimate how important it is, even on an individual level in their small social groups, the kind of impact you can have on someone's life by simply choosing to discuss freely and without judgment and openly a mental health thing right. uh, because there is, it is so prevalent and we are also afraid to reveal it. Most people with mental health disorders are very, very good at hiding it. We've felt like we've had to learn to do that. So as a consequence, I want to emphasize it's not like you can't do important life-changing work by simply discussing it openly. So keep that in mind. As an individual, you can have enormous impact on the the lives of the people around you. However, it is absolutely the case that that an example, I I think the most important place to talk about this is, is, is particularly in the US, because in the US, the conduit for, the primary conduit for healthcare is the workplace. Healthcare is generally provided by a workplace mm-hmm. and your health insurance and your access to health care is is it goes through that workplace goes through that organization now i can't i know it best because that's where i am and that's where i grew up so that's what i excuse me what i know yeah. but i think that um you know uh, even just the fact that the people that you work with the most the work that you do um that environment is very impactful on 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 your happiness and your health and your well-being now on an organizational level, we, we acknowledge that and think it's really important to not just be talking to individuals and, and the people who say are maybe the employed, but also the people who are, are organizationally have impact, have impact within an organization. And those are executive teams, HR groups, anyone who's in, sort of, who's in a management or leadership role. They have, an, in, they have a great responsibility to uh, address this and also a responsibility to their organization. And the reason why I say that is because it is absolutely the case that organizations that take the well-being of their employees seriously are going to have happier, healthier, more dependable, more productive, and more loyal employees. It, I, I fundamentally believe that. Me too. I, 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 and I can't, yeah. sorry to interrupt, but I can't believe that not enough organisations see this. Like they can't see the benefits of it. And just to give you a quick example from our point of view, um, 
Troy always says, well, I have my birthday off every year. So all of you guys are going to have your birthday off. And it's just something as simple as that saying, hey, you bloody deserve that. You work hard, go have your birthday off. Or, you know, just little acknowledgements, but but showing that you take things seriously about, you know, asking how your employers are going, how your employees are going. How are you actually going? I think just small things and not yes. enough employers actually see it's not that hard. They don't. And I think it's because to some extent, I think it's a little bit more difficult to, you know, it's always that thing is like, how do you measure what you're doing and, and its impact? And I think that I think there's a couple of things that uh, uh, a couple of things that work here. The first thing is that I think for, I think for the most part, most people don't want they want to help. <laughs> I think that there's two things. They're not sure if it matters on an organizational level. But I believe it does. I think we make a good case that it does. And, and in our in our our videos and our handbooks, we make a good case that it does um, because there's two ways of looking at it. Well, sick workers don't work. And so you look at it that way. Uh, it doesn't matter what they're sick with. If they're sick, they're not going to be able to work as well for you. The flip side of it is that the happier, healthier and the feel that you they are more respected by by, by an organization, they're going to work harder for you. They just are. Um, all the jobs that I've liked and looked back at there, it was about the people I worked with and how I felt that they respected me and vice versa. Um, it generally wasn't really about the work that I did. It wasn't about like the kind of work it was. It was about that. Now the, uh, the, the, the other side of it is that it's just looking at it from a standpoint of, uh, not just looking at it from. Uh, well, we're not, we're, we just want to do, we want to do good work, but we're not sure how to do that. Well, what we try to do, and I think this is a little different than, than, than maybe some other organizations that have done this so far or other folks that are doing this work is that we focus really on this organizational aspect to help executive teams and HR groups have information that tells them what, what they can do with their, in their workplace to make it friendlier to make uh, have help their employees feel more valued and secure and to promote mental wellness and to promote it as much or as more or more than physical wellness as an important aspect of health in, among their employees and we've created videos we've created handbooks we've created those kinds of things and 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 can help can work with organizations who want to partner up with us to help them go through this process and figure out what to do. We have the expertise and we also give these, these resources away for free because we wanted that actionable information out there. Again, it's my belief that for the most part, people who in those positions want to do good work and they want to help and they want their employees to be happy. The problem is in the same way that we don't discuss it and we're afraid of things to do, they're afraid too. Most organizations, I think most people in leadership roles in organizations are afraid because they don't know that if they make a mistake in how they handle something, maybe not just, you know, one person loses their job, mm. maybe financially 20 people lose their job. Right. Maybe the organization goes under if they really goof it up, right? Yeah. And so there's a lot of pressure there. So we want to give them real, actionable uh, well thought out and, you know, based in expertise information 
that can help them make good choices in there, in there to make the right choices when it comes to mental wellness and promoting that in our organization. So that's why we focus so at least, you know, half of our, our work is all organizational. Mm-hmm. And it's that way because, it, you know, it's, it is much easier to make changes in an organization and a workplace from the top down than to do it from the bottom up. And so that's why. That's so why. true. And whether it's a big organization or it's someone who's who's got, you know, maybe three three or four remote staff, say working in the Philippines, I think it's really important that whoever you've got on your team, whoever you're bringing in, whether it's, you, you know, if you're outsourcing, you've got someone in-house, that, that you can be aware that these resources are there and you, you can learn mm-hmm. yourself and educate yourself. So these resources are available in the resource section on the website. Um, what's the website? Yep. Can you just let us know the website? Yeah, it's O-S-M-I help. So O-S-M-I-H-E-L-P dot O-R-G. And you can find all of our information there, our ebooks, our videos. We also have a YouTube channel, so you can look us up on YouTube for uh, open sourcing mental illness. Um, but, but yeah, it's O-S-M-I-H-E-L-P. And you can get to us from there and find all of our things on Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff from there. You can sign up for the mailing list. And if you would like to help us, there's a nice little donate button there. And we have yes. some cool fundraisers that are going on uh, right now that are going to be going on. And, and actually a lot of really cool gifts that we've gotten donated uh, from various people, including things like everything from like signed books to... Uh, conference tickets to to all sorts of stuff. So lot, lots of cool stuff. Ah, oh, that's exciting. This this is something yeah. that we could just chat and chat about, but I'm conscious that we've only, yeah. you know, got a short amount of time. But before we uh, head off, what I'd like is from your experience, if you, can you give us a piece of advice that you find works well for you? So for someone who might be struggling, whether it's even, not even depression or any anxiety, it might even just be stress, What's what's yeah. a what's a piece of advice that you could give just from yourself? What what do you find works for you? I think that I think there's a few a couple things to keep in mind. As always, I, I will always say there's a few things to keep in mind. Mm. I almost said it again, but I will say I'll, I'll preface this by saying everybody's a little different, and even if you have a, you would have an identical diagnosis, the way that you go about treatment is going to be a little different for everybody. Um, but what I would say is that. I, I, the biggest thing is that I highly encourage people to try to open themselves up to the idea of seeking out professional assistance. If your knee was hurting for a few weeks, you know, it wasn't like something, it was like, oh yeah, my knee feels better today. Okay. I'm not going to worry about it. But the knee did not get better for, you know, for like a week it was really hurting and it wasn't stopping. I, you know, I'd probably make an appointment, try to go see a doctor. So eh, I think there's something wrong here. Now, depending on your country, it might take you a little while to get in, but you probably want to get it checked out, right, um, by somebody. Yeah. And at the same time, I think we are are unwilling to, when we deal with things, that, you know, that are like that, that have to do with our psychology and with how we are mentally. Um, I think we don't have that same willingness to say you know, I just need to get some help and I need to get some help from somebody who deals with this all the time. Mm. Uh, and that, that could be, and, and, and oftentimes, even if it's, it doesn't, it could be that you get help with medication. It could be you get help with talking therapy and it could be you do both. It's going to vary for everybody. But the important thing is that 
you start talking with somebody who can assist you in getting better and feeling better. And it, so if you feel like, and it doesn't matter, you don't have to, it's not like you have to have some sort of qualification like, oh, well, I've had people tell me, well, I'm not sure if my thing really counts. <laughs> and I'm like, are you happy or not? <laughs> right? I mean, if, if you find yourself sort of that you have some issues that you wish were a little bit better, there is nothing wrong with going to some, even if it wasn't like, well, I can't, it doesn't quite, I don't get a diagnosis and so my insurance wouldn't pay for medication or something like that. That's fine. Well, well, go to somebody and just talk about it and they can help you because they work with this all the time. Mm. And they can talk with you and sort of, you know, the mentoring that, that you do at WP Elevation, the coaching that you do. Well, it's not all that different than what, say, a lot of therapists do. They are working with people. Um, they, they've studied uh, for many years in school and, and, and work with this. But, but generally, what they're trying to do is talk with somebody and figure out the best technique so that they can improve uh, their happiness and their mental well-being. And they're just sort of like, they're kind of like a coach or a mentor, but in that area. And it, it, it and, and so I, when I thought about it that way, I found it really helpful. It's sort of like having a trainer available to you or, or just somebody you say, when I'm having a tough time, I could really go and talk to them and, and they can offer some, some some advice that's grounded in experience, yeah. you know, that this, that this is not the first time they've seen this. No, they've seen this in like 200 people, mm. <laughs> right? Mm. And they can give you some good ideas of how to go forward. And so I think it's just important as best you can. And sometimes it's hard because of the way that we've been brought up or the, the stigmas that have been attached to this with us. But ultimately you just want to be healthy and happy and there's nothing wrong with getting checked out and talking with somebody. And if it turns out that you don't like this doctor, or you don't like this psychiatrist, or you don't like this psychologist, well, then just go see a different one because some of them kind of suck. But most of them are good. But, you know, that's the other thing. Sometimes I've seen like, well, I had a therapist that were terrible, so I'm never going to see a therapist again. But no one would say that about just a regular general practitioner doctor. They would never say, well, you know, I had a doctor, and I didn't like that doctor, so I will never see a doctor again. Now, I, okay, I, I've occasionally had a couple friends who are a little crazy. Um, <laughs> don't say that, but but uh, uh, um, but but in general, you know, you don't reject the idea of modern medicine outright. Correct. And yeah. by the same token, um, just work with it, and that you don't have to. And it's probably not a good idea to try to do it alone. Yeah. The same way that you can be much better with mentorship and coaching on a technical level or on a business level, you are probably going to do much better by getting outside help from experts with your health and well-being as well. And it applies to this just like it applies to every other health and well-being kind of thing. Definitely. I think that's very solid advice. Thank you, Ed. Uh, Ed, where can people reach out and continue this conversation with you? Well, the best place is really to go to our website. It's mm -hmm. osmihelp.org. And there you can contact us and email us if you're interested in, in, in doing some volunteer work. 
and uh, or you know just helping us in other ways if you have issues you can also direct message us on Twitter or on Facebook too it's pretty easy to find us you go to the website and click away from there um, and then really any you know if it, whether you work in an organization or you're just a single uh, you know a single person or you're, you're uh, or you need a little help or you want us to help you with your org or what have you you know we can help in lots of ways and that's why we exist is to help people and to help help people do a better job and create better environments and so that's you know just reach out to us and and talk to us and 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 we can help and probably if you want to just know what's going on with us sign up for our mailing list and it's right there uh, on on our front page you can just type in your address and and, and go to town uh, pretty basic stuff uh, so do any of those things, but the website osmihelp.org, that's the place to go. So that's where you can find everything we do. Ed, thank you for being with us on the podcast today. Your insights are fantastic and your organization, I'm so happy that we've come across it because we will be definitely telling people about this for a long time to come. And hopefully you'll raise some great money to continue the research and the education that you're doing because it's so important in the tech industry. Thank you so much. Well, that was Ed Finkler on the WP Elevation podcast. If you want any of the notes today about the links or anything that we discussed with Ed, head over to wpelevation.com slash Ed Finkler. That's E-D-F-I-N-K-L-E-R. Also, remember, if you want to, if you're not subscribed already and you want to subscribe, make sure you head to iTunes, wpelevation.com slash iTunes. Leave us a rating and a review. Let us know what you think of the podcast. So again, Mental Health Month. Let's keep the conversation going. I'd love you to head below the show notes and take some time to actually write us. Tell us what you're thinking about Ed and, and what he's doing. Tell us your own experiences. Let's get this conversation going and keep it going for Mental Health Month in May. Until we see you next time on the next WP Elevation podcast, go elevate. <laughs>